Hi, and welcome back to The Dropout Journey, the podcast in hope of helping you pursue a meaningful and purposeful life. My name is Tavi Venzen. Today I'm here with Johanna Bausfield. Johanna is the founder and owner of Indigen, a company helping expats integrate into new cultures. There was a, a Colombian woman who'd moved to Switzerland seven years ago. And so I, I brought her into our pilot project and within two or three weeks she said, Johanna, this is the best thing that has happened to me since I moved to Switzerland. In this episode, we talk about the impact even one to two people can make in your life, especially as an expat in a new culture. We go through a scenario of how she would build a community and network if she were to move to a new country. And we also talk about how and why to find your people the people you feel comfortable around, and the community where you feel that you belong. Well, Johanna, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for, for, for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me. So uh, before we get into it, can you just tell everybody listening who you are, what you do, what you're up to? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, my name's Johanna. I'm originally from the States, grew up there, and moved over to Europe just after university. First to Austria, and then over to Switzerland five years after that. Um, what am I doing here? I'm actually the typical <laughs> trailing spouse, even though that's not the greatest term, <laughs> trailing spouse story of husband got a job here and we just said, hey, let's give it a go. Let's mm-hmm. let's come mm-hmm. over, see if we can settle, see what life is like here. And um, here we are seven years later, mm-hmm. happily settled. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you started a company exactly in that field of, you know, moving internationally right. and having to kind of adapt to a new culture. Can you tell us a bit about that company? Yeah, so um, I started Indigen, and what we are really trying to do is make that adjustment and settling process way easier. And by using the simplest yet most amazingly efficient solution, and that is human connection. Mm-hmm. So it just became clear. I mean, it's, it was a longer journey to get to the point of founding Indigen, but started off getting in, into the startup scene here in mm-hmm, Bern. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I started to develop a, a platform for learning foreign languages. And okay. through that and through really looking at the market and really doing the research and talking and talking and talking to people, yeah, it became yeah. really clear that the people who struggle the most with learning a language, but also the most socially, were the expats, like the just the people moving mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. And then it became really clear how isolated we are. Um, I personally didn't struggle with that so much because I have a unique combination of situations. First of all, I have that kind of typically American spirit of like, I'm just going to walk up to people and talk to them. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, just, totally, totally. You know, get to know them and yeah. then eventually say, hey, come come for a coffee. Let's get mm-hmm. together. Um, secondly, I'm, I'm very quick at learning languages. I love l- learning languages and I just set about learning German. Mm-hmm. And in Austria, I learned high German and then learned Swiss German when mm-hmm. I moved here which wasn't easy, I have to say, but, <laughs> yep. but I managed. Yep. Um, and thirdly, I had kids. Like I had just given birth, and when you have kids, you just get in touch with other mothers really fast. Yeah, yeah. So it all, it all, for me, worked really efficiently, and I felt really well integrated within two or three years, mm-hmm. which wasn't to say there weren't um, bumps in the road and down times where you're just like, what are we doing here? Uh, but then it just became for me, such a stark contrast to the typical story I heard from everybody around me. And then when you look into the research of like, Switzerland is 64th out of 68 countries in terms of integration and feeling at home for expats. Yeah, it's just like, wow, yeah. this is this is a real problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where the jar- journey started. And um, yeah, it's been 
chugging along since then. Yeah. Yeah. So why why really start a company? You know, wanting to help expats and in, expats integrate into you know the the culture here, the society. Um, was that out of just personal experience that you felt like this? Yeah. You know, this process could be easier, or why? Right. Did you really want to start that? Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, it had started off with kind of an idea to get into the startup community, and I just felt totally at home there and thought, this is where I belong. Mm-hmm. And just that design thinking process, innovation, iteration. And um, it just became clear. I mean, everything in my life comes out of personal experience. Like, mm-hmm. it all comes mm-hmm. together to help me see what the next step is. So, of course, uh, a lot of it's out of my personal experience and seeing how the people around me are struggling to integrate and, and just connect. And um, the other part is then just seeing how everything lines up. Like, this is a huge problem. Like, if we just look at Switzerland, for the economy, it's a massive problem because if you don't keep your top talent here mm-hmm. from other countries, if they if it doesn't work out and they just say, I can't integrate here and I don't feel good here, I'm moving back, the economy is not going to innovate and move forward as fast as possible because you're going to lose the top talent. Yeah, yeah. So for the economy, it's a huge problem. For the society, it's a huge problem because these are incredibly talented and intelligent people coming mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. And if there's no ability to have discourse, everybody's missing out, right? Yeah. And you just see in, in personal lives, these people are suffering. Like the, the divorce rate is 70% of expats. Wow. So you're personally either really suffering and you just say, I got to go home. You stay here if you want to keep working, but I got to go home. Uh-huh. Or both people have to go home. And it's, it's always a traumatic process if it doesn't work. Um, so it was all of those things coming together and then seeing, hey, this is really important for the government mm-hmm. and realizing they would come in with funding. And it's really, really important for large, large corporations. I mean, mm-hmm. this Switzerland has the largest amount of Fortune 500 companies. So, wow. And they, they are going more and more in the direction of employee experience and really looking after the employees. And it's like, this is really necessary. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that those were kind of all the pieces that came together to say, hey, this is a viable business. There's a real need. There's mm-hmm. a real problem. This is a simple solution. And hey, there will be a way to generate revenue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, I personally moved back to Switzerland five years ago and, yeah. you know, experienced that as well. Like, you know, having to go to a completely new school, learn a new language. And I think even as a child, like I was 12 years old at the time, it was still really hard to integrate into yeah. that system. Yeah. And I mean, how do you see it in Switzerland? Do you think it's different in other countries? I mean, you said Switzerland is 64th in that yeah. in that list, but like... Do you think that's just Switzerland that has a hard time accepting expats? or You know, or it is what definitely is it? A, a situation. I mean, different cultures just operate differently. You mm-hmm, know, like if mm-hmm. if you moved into my neighborhood, to my street in the United States, I it's, it's our culture to go to that person who moved in and say, welcome to the street, like come over yeah. for a barbecue on yeah, Friday. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, that that's our culture. And it's the same in the UK. It's Anglo-Saxon culture, I suppose. Mm-hmm in many ways and every culture has a different way of operating especially when it comes to new people and it's one of those things that goes back to you know centuries and centuries like this is a new person are they a threat or are they going to be helpful to us you know yeah yeah totally and you know the more you understand and this is one thing as well that i always advise expats is really try to understand the society you're moving into because it ticks differently Mm-hmm. And and the more you understand, like especially about Swiss society, I mean, it comes across as cold, 
But actually, when you start to realize, hang on a second, that's part of their way of showing respect. Like for them, it's it's perhaps even rude to ask, oh, where do you live? Or, oh, mm, have you got mm. some kids and where do they go to school? I mean, for us in America, that's totally normal banter. Like that's that's what you, yeah, do. you totally, talk about. Totally, that. Yeah. And here it's almost like for them, that might be crossing a, a certain line of respect. Like that's not their business and they would feel rude to ask. Uh -huh, you know? So uh -huh. I think one of the big things is always assume positive intent uh -huh. i don't think the swiss are rude or mean <laughs> or unwelcome it's just they have a different way of judging how much they want mm -hmm. to open to you what's what's culturally acceptable how much they expect you to open to them and the more you kind of understand their their normal mm -hmm. way of operating mm -hmm. The more totally, yeah. it, a lot, so just a lot easier than to approach them because you see, oh, now I understand why that person did that on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard a few examples uh, examples of people you know who have moved to Switzerland, mm. have realized they don't really fit in this culture. Yeah, and exactly, just didn't want to stay here. Yeah, but I do see um, that it appears now and then that they just don't want to integrate into this yeah. culture. They don't want to yeah. have to learn the new language. Exactly, accept yeah. the standards here. Yeah. How do you and go about that if you're in a situation like exactly. that? Exactly. I mean, I think a lot of it, okay, on the one hand, it's society that you move into that needs to be open and accepting to you to one degree. But mm -hmm. on the other mm -hmm. hand, you need to have the right mentality yourself. Like, And, mm -hmm. and some people are born extroverted and some people, people yeah. are born introverted. And if you realize, hey, it's not my forte to go out and put myself in uncomfortable situations and just so I can get to know people and this and that you're going to have a bit more of a hurdle to get over from mm -hmm. your side. But I think it's just important to know it. it's a, a give and take from both sides. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that is one of the big reasons why I realize this is the key. Like if you have that one or two people who really click with you, really understand who you are because they come from a same or similar background and they have similar hobbies and interests and they show that they're open and they kind of like hold your hand through these first moments and months even in mm -hmm. a new country that's all it takes you know yeah, if, if you've got yeah, that one yeah. person that you can rely on and you just know if i have a problem i can call that person or, yeah, you know yeah. things like this if there's just that one or two people who can help you that makes such a huge difference psychologically and practically and then they often open up their networks for everyone it's a challenge to to move out of their comfort zone especially when you've just moved because even daily life is a challenge just mm -hmm. waking up and figuring out how to do this or how to do that or something comes in the mail and you just you're constantly confronted with you don't with the things you don't understand or can't do and just to have that one person who can just like be that contact point totally, even if yeah. you don't need yeah. them yeah i think i mean humans in general just need so little encouragement to be able to do something and yeah. i think you know exactly those one two people can make a huge difference absolutely we need to have that that social life so Coming into new like culture, how do you how do you start to build that up? How do you, you know, meet new people? Yeah, how I mean, does it, that work exactly. <laughs> I think I think a lot of it is self awareness. Who am I? What what do I need? And what do I love to do? Mm -hmm. And in many t in many cases, especially if you're coming here as the trailing partner, a trailing spouse, you know, mm -hmm. in many ways you're completely reinventing yourself. You've left behind your family, you've left behind your friends, you've left behind your hometown, you've often left behind your job. You're new, like it's a blank slate, and it's it's scary. It, it is, is really <laughs> scary for a lot of people. And 
some people it's liberating and I think the majority even for the ones who feel liberated it's still scary and first of all it's self-awareness but second of all it's it's it is I think you need that one or two people like if you're lucky you mm -hmm. meet a neighbor who kind of takes you under their wing or you you really get up your courage and you go and you find a club that you might enjoy and you go there but this is exactly where we're trying to step in and make this easier like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. again you need to know the culture you're going into if you're moving to switzerland the easiest thing you can do is just have a little apparel with your neighbors yeah you know just yeah. say hey we just moved in we'd love to meet you come and have a glass mm -hmm. of wine and some bits to eat and just get to know people that way just try to try to put your feelers out and then one thing leads to the next um Obviously, learning the language is massive, but that's a long-term project. Like, especially yeah. in Switzerland, it's just the double challenge of the high German that you're learning in the book and the Swiss German that you're hearing on the street. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of it is a long-term process. If, having forgiveness for yourself for knowing that, you know, the first six months are going to be really turbulent. And yeah, you're going to feel really pretty bad <laughs> a lot of days uh -huh. about just your ability to do this. But... um. Yeah, it's it's for us. I mean, for me, really, you got to find those couple of people. And that's what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. That's that's why we're stepping yeah. in and saying, hey, it's enough of a challenge to figure out how to move here. It's enough of a challenge to settle. It's enough of a challenge to start learning the language. Let's help you start your community. Let's help you start totally. to build your village. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. And also through just knowing people, opportunities open up, job opportunities possibly as well. Absolutely. I've got to say... Um, I had a personal experience about half a year ago when I thought, okay, I'm going to do something big, but I don't need anybody to help me. I'm going to do yeah. it on my own. So I was yeah. always like, had that mindset of like, I don't need anybody. I'm going to do it on my own. I'm going to yeah. prove myself. Yeah. And, you know, since I've come to realize that without the people I've met since, none of this would have ever been possible. Right. I mean, so many opportunities have op have opened up since I've met all these people, especially here in Effinger. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a lot of the process. I think if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, if you mm -hmm. uh, and that goes back to the self-awareness, if you allow yourself to be open and to say, I do need people, mm -hmm. I do mm -hmm. need a network around me, I at least need a safety net of a couple of people who've got my back if something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. The more you can relax and let go of that need for control, and allow the people around you to lift you up and bring you along your path, the faster it goes, the, the faster yeah, you get from yeah. point A to point B, for sure. And that's that's where we're just trying to help people get started because we've just realized, especially here in Switzerland, they're not even getting started. Like, <laughs> I mm -hmm. know people living here for 10 years who say, listen, I only know the expats that I met through the, through the international school with my kids, and other than yeah. that, that's it. And it's just like, no, this is not, this is not what I call thriving as a human. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. being totally isolated from your direct uh, community or direct environment. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So it really, I mean, just just as they say in business, look after your network. Your network will look after you. Totally. Yeah. It's the same in ev in in real life. You need those people around you. Totally. Yeah. So, um, could we do a quick scenario. If you were just moving into a new country, let's say you moved to Switzerland, yep. how would you go about you know building up a network, building a community? What would be like your personal first steps? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's see if I can just <laughs> off the bat set myself in that scenario. Okay. I'm moving to Singapore with my family, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Scary as heck. Right. So land, just try to make sure that everybody settles, especially if you got kids, like you mm -hmm. got to make sure that they settle. And 
by that I mean like they understand where they live. They they have their room. Mm-hmm. They they have their toys have arrived, hopefully <laughs> unscathed from the journey, whatever. Yep. Um, you know, then you go to your direct access points. Like obviously the kids are gonna go to school somewhere. Although in our case that's not necessarily the situation because we're homeschooling. Mm-hmm. But um, at some point you've got to find a way that the kids connect in. Yeah. And through that, then you say that's our first direct port of call, right? I got to go with my kids to wherever they're going. And when I get there, I am just going to find a few of those other people who look me in the eye and smile. And I'm just going to talk to them. Yeah. Right? You just have to put yourself out there. You can't be judgmental and think, what are they going to think of me? And I'm new. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, totally. and you're a human being. Human beings connect with human beings. And that's it. So, you know, find your direct ports of call. If you're going somewhere to work, connect with your work colleagues and just say, come on, let's go for a beer. You mm-hmm. know, it just it takes the gumption to just say, to there's this thing there's the power of the invitation Mm -hmm. invitations are so powerful even if it's just to say hey come over i want to show you something or if you want to say hey really good to see you let's go for a coffee or Mm -hmm. any invitation no matter how small or how big has incredible power and it just makes things happen Mm -hmm. so i think you just have to have the gumption to know i'm going to go here 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 and I'm going to just put some invitations on the table, not to go out for a drink, not to go come to my house, but just to say, hey, tell me about your life. Tell mm-hmm. me your story. That's an invitation. Yeah. And as soon as you invite people, if you sh- as soon as you show interest, they open up and then things can catalyze from there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you have kids go through school, if you're working, go through work. If you have any hobbies or interests, go. You've got to go find where people are doing that and go. But I know that's terrifying, especially it if, is, it's an, yeah. if it's in a foreign yeah. language. Uh-huh. That's where I would start, and of course, start learning the language. I mean, again, that's a longer-term project. You can't really expect mm-hmm. results mm-hmm. for a couple of years where you really feel, I'm so comfortable in this language that I can actually really interact and connect with people totally, through yeah. the local language. It's tough. It's a long journey. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're just trying to make it easier by really matching people, You know, where we say, okay, you are a single person, mid-40s, moving to this city. You're interested in this, this, and this. These three people might really be a good match for you. They're from this person's from your country, or this person lived in that country as well. You know, finding the best possible matches yeah. and allowing that that connection to happen, and then just it's just this. It's really a small step that it takes to start building your village, to start building your community. But it's the most prohibitive because you're already in such a vulnerable position having just moved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, so there are a lot of things you can do yourself, but it, you got to be really proactive. Yeah. yeah. And, well, yeah, it does take a lot of courage. It does. I mean, also, uh, yeah. yeah, so we moved back five years. In the first mm. two years, I just, like, I was not happy here. I wanted to sure. go back to the U.S. Of I course. just made hardly any friends and... You know, really, it all came down to courage. I just didn't have courage to go up to somebody yeah. and say, hi, you know, introduce yeah. myself. And I think for anybody, no matter what age, Absolutely. it takes a lot of courage. It does. It really does. And I mean, that's that's where we're starting is, you know, we're we're trying to help the expats or the global talent coming in first and specifically focusing at the moment, at the beginning on the um, trailing partners or trailing spouses, because mm-hmm. they're the ones who have the biggest need for connection at the beginning. But the goal is to, you know, that this becomes something that all of society can use. I mean, how many Swiss people have told me that they moved from Basel to Bern <laughs> five years ago and still don't feel settled? They still don't feel wow. like they've built their village. It's Swiss people, yeah, right? Wow. You know, and uh, so this is something, and especially as digitalization continues to pull us forward, which is 
has incredible advantages. It will isolate us more. Remote work, remote mm -hmm. education, you know, for entertainment, esports, virtual <laughs> reality. This is all going to yep, be our, yep. our daily life in 10 years. And the more we do that, the more it will become very clear how much we need that human connection. Mm -hmm. And the more we're going to need help finding and optimizing that connection and the ability to find the people that will meet our needs yeah, yeah. to make that a really fruitful mm -hmm. connection. Yeah. Since starting Indigen, um, what are like some things that you really enjoy about doing this, you know, helping people integrate into new cultures? Yeah. What are the things you don't enjoy as much? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> start with the positive or the negative first. Uh, I'll start, I'll start <laughs> with the positive. You know, just, just seeing how easy it is to make such a huge difference in somebody's life. I mean, wow. I suppose one of my favorite stories is just there was a, a Colombian woman who'd moved to Switzerland seven years ago. They had first moved to Neuchâtel, mm -hmm. and they were moving to Bern. And so I, I brought her into our pilot project, and within two or three weeks, she said, Johanna, this is the best thing that has happened to me since I moved to Switzerland. Because wow. immediately wow. she had already connected with two or three people who had kids the same age and same similar interests. You know, I'd connected her with a couple of Colombian mothers as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and it was not just the social, but it was also the practical. Like she sent into our one of our little group messaging things. I need a pediatrician, but they're all booked out. And how do I find one? Within 30 minutes, she had a pediatrician, right? So wow. just to mm -hmm. see how simple it is when you just actually access, harness, and enable the human cloud, anything is possible, right? So mm -hmm. every, mm -hmm. each, each person that you see on the street has so much potential. And if you just bring those people together, they have all the answers, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what I've really loved is seeing how quickly we can make an impact in somebody's life. And it could be that that means they stay in Switzerland for the long term, just because she had this different start here in Bern, right? Mm -hmm. And also seeing how, you know, for the locals who, who take part where they say, hey, wow, I've met some really really amazing people who've come from different countries and this has been so enriching to my life so that that's always really life-affirming it's great mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stuff that i don't particularly like about the job is at the moment because we're we're in the early stages a lot of it's kind of hands-on like yeah. using excel sheets and <laughs> sending loads of emails and you know just trying to coordinate people has been a real yeah yeah. difficult aspect of it but that all will will become a lot easier mm -hmm. as we kind of optimize it and bring in the tech and and all of that so um yeah just the practical digging the road part and just trying to get people together and organize schedules and this and that has been the, the more the challenge but it's far outweighed by the uh just the positive net impact of mm -hmm. of really helping people so let's go back to the positive real quick sure. um what is the most like inspiring or just touching story you've experienced yeah, you know, well, with people who have come to you, for example? For sure. I mean, that, that would definitely be my favorite story is the yeah, Colombian yeah. mother who came. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's just it, in many ways it's so clear. I mean, people will just say, hey, wow, I can't believe that I met this person. I didn't know they lived just a mm -hmm, couple streets mm -hmm. down the road. Um, and again, I mean, a lot of the impact... Maybe we won't see it for, for a few years. Um, but also just seeing groups of people come together. Like mm -hmm. we've, we've formed a few groups here and, and where you see, wow, look at the self-initiative that they've, they've brought into this, where they, they're self-organizing. They've gone on boat sailing trips <laughs> on, the, on the Lake of Thun because one of them's a sailor or, you know, a wine 
degustation because one <laughs> of the French people is from Champagne. And it's just yeah, like, wow, yeah. look at these great interactions that people have had because they were just given the opportunity to connect mm -hmm. and just seeing, actually seeing these people inhabit my idea, you know, where mm -hmm. it's like, actually there are really people interacting. There are people actually having an impact in each other's lives and interacting with one another that would have never happened had indigent never existed. Totally. Yeah. And that's, that's really a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, I think um, anything else you wanted to talk about? No, no. At the moment, we're we're really going to try to launch heavily in Basel. That's going to be okay, our awesome, biggest awesome. biggest pilot project now, starting hopefully this summer or in the autumn, um, because that's a big expat hub. And then at the same time, I'm going to be helping build the community here in Bern. So if anybody wants to get involved or get in touch, you can go to www.indigen-switzerland.com. And you can get in touch with us there, and um, we'll definitely keep you in the loop. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks again for, for taking the time, for coming sure. on to the podcast. My and, pleasure. Uh, thanks for yeah. having me. Okay. Well, s bye. All right. Bye. Thanks a lot, Tavi. Thanks again for listening to The Dropout Journey. As I mentioned in the last episode, next Thursday I'm starting my YouTube channel, where you can also watch these podcasts as videos. So definitely stay tuned for that. And until next Thursday.